In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the Coptic month, Bab. And the readings of this month is about the power of God. Power of God over four things that all of us, humanity until now, has no control over these four things. What are these four things? Sickness, nature, evil spirits, and death. Until now, humanity has no control over diseases. And maybe the pandemic right now, and how for almost one year, they did not finish the vaccine, they did not, there is confusion about the treatment, etc. Number two, nature. For example, hurricanes, volcanoes, earthquakes, we have no control over them, tornadoes. Number three, evil spirits. We have no control over evil spirits except by the power of the Holy Spirit. Number four, death. All of us die. The greatest physicians die. So the church give us example of the power of the Lord over these four things. Last week, the hearing of the paralytic, the power of God over uh, sickness and illness. Today, catch of many fish, the power of God over the nature. Next week, the Lord cast demon from man who was mute and blind and deaf. The last week of Baba, when the Lord raised the son of the widow at the city of Naim. It is good to know that our God is a powerful God. This will give us comfort. When your leader is not powerful, you will feel that you are not secure. If you remember during the time of the revolution in Egypt, when there was no leader, everyone felt insecure. And many, many crimes happened during this time. But once you have a powerful leader, you, you feel secure. So our God is a mighty God. We feel secure. We are under his care. Some leaders on earth, they abuse the power. They use the power against the people, oppress them, persecute them, discriminate against them. But our God never actually uses the power against us, never abuses his power, never uses power to control us. Rather, he used the power to empower us. As St. Paul said, we did not receive the spirit of timidity, but the spirit of power. The Lord said to the disciples, don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. So he wants us to be powerful as he is powerful. He actually used his power to protect us. If the Lord is with us, who will be against us? So the church all this month assure you that our God is a powerful God. 
and use his power to protect us, to defend us, to empower us. So you need to feel secure. You need to feel at peace. You need to feel that no harm will touch you except with his permission and if he allowed it, he will actually make everything work out for good to those who love God. So, be of good cheer. Our God has overcome the world. You know the story of today, uh, Simon Peter and his friends labored all night, but they caught nothing. Then, the Lord at the morning appeared on the seashore and he started teaching the multitude from the boat of Simon and after he taught the multitude he said to Simon launch to the deep and cast your net for a catch launch out into the deep and Simon did so and he was able to catch many many fish but he did it this time based on his trust and faith in God. That's why he told him, at your word, I will let down the net. All night he was laboring and toiling, depending on his experience. He's expert in fish. He's a fisherman for so many years, but he caught nothing. Then in the morning, he put all his experience aside. He forgot completely his experience and said, at your word, trusting you, having faith and confidence in you, I will let the net down. And they were able actually to catch catch many fish. Peter felt that he is unworthy to have Christ in his boat and asked him, depart from me, I am a sinful man. But the Lord, as usual, empowered him, encouraged him and told him, uh, from now, you will not be a fisherman, but fisher of men. I like actually to focus on one word that the Lord said to Peter. Launch out to the deep. Launch out into the deep. Uh, literally, he told him, take your boat and get into the depth of the sea. But I I want to take this word from a spiritual point of view. Many times in our relationship with God, we don't have a deep relationship with God. We just have a superficial relationship with God. Although God wants his relationship with us to be very, very, very deep. Actually, what is the deepest relationship between any two persons? The marriage. The two shall become one. So, there is no deeper relationship than the marriage. So, the Lord actually, in order to tell us how deep He wants his relationship with us. He said, I am the bridegroom and you are the bride. So he wants to be one. The two shall become one. 
He wants to be one with us and we are one with him. That is how deep he wants the relationship with us. But can you imagine in, in any couple, one person wants to have a very, very deep relationship with the spouse, but the spouse rejecting this and just having a superficial relationship. So at the end, the oneness in this marriage will not be true because one of them is rejecting this deep relationship. One of them is content just with a superficial relationship. The same is true in our relationship with God. If we don't have a deep relationship with God, then this oneness with God will never happen. Not because he doesn't want, but because we are content with a superficial relationship with God. And God called this relationship vain worship. When he said about Israel, these people worship me with their lips, but their hearts is far away from me. And in vain they worship me. Examples of the superficial relationship, you are a church goer. And that's it. You come every Sunday to the church. But you are not in a relationship with God. You are sitting there, standing there, distracted, waiting for the time of communion, take communion, but there is no transformation. You don't allow the Holy Spirit to transform and change you from within. When you pray, either you don't pray, you are not consistent, or just the prayers are words coming from your mouth. And that's it. This, that's it. So there is no depth in your prayer. The scripture, either you don't read it, or once just you read it, you read it. Whether you understand it or you don't understand it, whether you apply it in your life or not, just you read it. And that's it. Your repentance is just you come to the priest and just mention some of your sins, and that's it. But there is no real change of life. There is no real transformation. The danger of having a spiritual relationship with God, there are at least three dangers. The first danger, you will never have a true deep relationship with God. You will never experience the oneness with God. You will hear about it, but you will never taste Him. You will never say, I know God. I have experienced Him in my life. I have touched Him. Uh, Job, the righteous, after the trial and the big tribulation, he said, I heard about you, but now I have seen you. Many times we hear about him without knowing him, without seeing him. So if you continue to have a superficial relationship with God, you will never have this oneness. You will never have this experience. You may know about him, but 
you will not know him. That's the first danger. The second danger, you may have a wrong impression or perception or image about God. You know, if you know a friend, but just in a very superficial way, you will never have a true image about him. And many times we make an image in our mind totally different than the reality of this person. But once we communicate and we have a deeper relationship, we know this person as he or she are. We know them because there is a deep relationship. In the same way, if you don't have a deep relationship with God, you will have a wrong impression about Him. Many people say, God does not love me. God uh, attacks me. God allowed this tragedy to happen in my life. All these words reflect a very, very wrong image about God. God is love. And God does not hate anybody. Some people say, God does not accept me. This means you don't know him. God will never reject anybody. He said, whoever comes to me, I will accept him. So, once I hear some statement like this, I know that this person doesn't know God. Because his relationship with God is very superficial. Although he may come to the church every Sunday, he's a churchgoer, but he's not a spiritual person. There is a big difference between a churchgoer and a spiritual person who have a deep relationship with God. The third danger, this superficial relationship with God will never transform your life. Many parents when their children become teenagers and drift away from God. They are surprised and they say, I took them every Sunday to the church. I made them attend every Sunday school. Why now they are drifting away from God? Because their relationship with God was so superficial. You took them every Sunday to the church. You made them attend the Sunday school every day, but you never taught them how to have a deep relationship with God. So if you don't have a deep relationship with God, no transformation will, will happen in your life. So what are the dangers? You will never have oneness or unity with God. You will make in your mind, you portray a wrong image about God and your life will never be transformed. That's why we need actually to pursue a relation, a deep relationship with God. If I may use this terminology, we need to pursue an intimate relationship with God. And at least, of course, if I want to speak about making uh, a deep relationship with God, this will be a long lecture. But I want to quickly to focus on four areas in which you need to pursue a deep relationship with God. The first area is a scripture. 
your relationship with the word of God. You cannot actually know God without hearing his word. You need to spend the time every day reading the scripture. And when you read it, you need to understand it. And forgive me for what I'm going to say. Please forgive me. Sometimes when you know we read in the church, we don't read the words correctly. So if you don't read it correctly, this means you will not understand it. So please, when you read the scripture, now there are many applications and on the internet, you can listen to the word of God. So if you are going to read Matthew chapter 1, listen to it while you are reading it. It's not enough to listen only. I want you to listen and to read in the same time. So you know how to pronounce every word. And just listening to the word of God while you are reading it will make you understand maybe 70 or 80% of the chapter. But there are some verses are difficult. So now thanks be to God, there are many commentaries, orthodox commentaries from the Coptic Orthodox Church, Arabic and English, available on the internet and as applications. So now there is no excuse to tell me I don't understand, I don't read the Bible because I don't understand it. All of you are highly educated. All of you, in order to get your degree, you studied material more difficult than the scripture. So don't tell me that you don't understand the scripture. The problem is I don't want to make an effort to understand the scripture. I don't want to have a deep relationship with God through his word. So you need to read it consistently, then to understand the word of God. To understand what is the message that he is sending you. Then keep the word of God in your heart. As David said, I hid your word in my heart, so I will not sin against you. And after this, apply it and live with it and share it with others. So how to make, how to pursue deeper relationship with the word of God? Five things. Read it. Understand it. Keep it in your heart. Apply it in your life. Share it with others. Again, read it. Daily. Understand it. Keep it in your heart. Memorize it and keep it in your heart. Let the word of God dwell richly in you. Then, Apply it in your life. Live by it. And share it with others. Share it with your family, with your children, with your friends. Share the word of God with others. In this way, you are pursuing a deeper relationship with God. The second area is prayer. Prayer. I want you, when you pray, again, to understand, if you are using the Agbeya, Understand the psalms that you are using. Understand the prayer. Don't just recite psalms that you don't understand. What is the meaning behind them? How can you talk to God 
with words that you don't understand. Then, don't rush your prayers. Pray slowly. Enjoy your time with God. Enjoy your time with Him. When you rush your prayer as if just you want to finish a task. Can you imagine if you are visiting a dear friend and just you are talking quickly with him, just you want to rush the visit so you leave him? Does this will make a, a, a deep relationship with this friend? Talk to God slowly. Concentrate and pay attention to why to what you are saying. In the divine liturgy, several times the deacon says, let us attend. Let's attend means what? Pay attention. Pay attention to the prayer. Don't be distracted. Focus on what you are saying. And also, you need to have your own personal prayer. It's good that you are using Agbeya. But after you finish the Agbeya, you need to talk to God your own personal prayer. Without talking to God with your own personal words, it will be very, very challenging to have a deep relationship with God. So pray continuously. Pray consistently. Understand what you are saying. Pray slowly. Enjoy your time with God. Focus and pay attention. Concentrate on what you are saying. And talk to God with your own personal prayer. Thank Him. Praise Him. Pray for others. Let your requests be made known to Him. Communicate with Him. Share your feeling with Him. Thus, you will get into a deeper relationship with God. The third dimension is repentance. Repentance and confession is not just every month I have appointment with Abuna, I will go Abuna, I lie, I swear, I curse, and judge people, and that's it. Just a list of, of sins and you leave. Repentance is a transformation. Repentance is a change of the heart. It starts first by the renewal of mind. For a long time, the word renewal of mind, I said, all of us, we know what's right and what's wrong. So what is the point of renewal of mind? But nowadays, especially when I speak with the younger generation, and I see how their mind is so blinded and corrupted. They, many of them, they believe nothing wrong with the abortion, nothing wrong with homosexuality, nothing wrong with transgenderism, nothing wrong with uh, all these things that the world try to normalize. And the world around us try to, try to make these things are normal. No, they are not normal, they are sinful. According to the word of God, they are sinful. So we need to have the mind of Christ. We need to renew our mind. We should not allow the 
teaching of the world, the corrupted teaching of the world to influence our mind and to change our mind. We need to acquire the mind of Christ. That's repentance. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Don't tell me that you are living the life of repentance and you accept all these wrong teaching. No, you are not. You need to reject all this teaching. And then you need to resist until blood shed against sin. That's what St. Paul said. You did not resist until blood shed against sin. You need to fight with all your power. Yes, sometimes we get weak. Sometimes we fall. But we need to rise again. And need to continue fighting. Actually, the, the repentance is a daily life with Christ. A daily fighting against sin. A daily renewal of our mind. So, repentance is not just a meeting with the Buna every month and mention some sins and that's it. No. Repentance is a transformation of life, renewal of mind, and change of heart. And we need to fight the good fight. As St. Paul said, I have fought the good fight. To actually acquire virtues, it doesn't come by default. No. You need to enter through the narrow gate. You need to walk in the difficult way. You need to carry the cross. You need to fight the good fight. You need to resist against sin until bloodshed, as St. Paul said. And the last area, we need actually to pursue depth in it. It's your talents. God gives you talents. God gives each one of us a talent and a gift. Why? To use it for his glory. As each one has received a gift, let us minister it to one another as good steward of the manifold grace of God. First Peter 4.10 So, you need to use your gift. Don't bury it. You need to use it for the glory. You need to use it wisely and to make profit with it. You need actually to rely on God when you are using your gift. Like Peter when he told him, add your word, relying on your word, relying on your promise, relying on your power, relying on your grace, relying on your help, relying on your support. I will let the net down. So when I am using any gift, I am using it relying on him to the best of my ability, wisely and faithfully, not for my own glory, but for the glory of God. When actually in these four areas, the word of God, prayer, repentance, and using your gift, serving one another, when you pursue depth, then your relationship with God will be a deep relationship with God, intimate relationship with God. You will have the right knowledge of God because you are not knowing about Him, but now you are knowing Him. You will enjoy the oneness and the intimacy with God. Your life will be transformed 
and you will be indeed light to the world and salt to the earth. Let's ask God and dedicate this liturgy today that God help us to launch deep, to get into a deep relationship with him in order to enjoy this oneness and unity with him and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.